Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I'm your host, Josiah. And I'm Hill House. And we are about to bring you the weekly roundup of news. Um, how was your week? I'm sorry, I was about to jump into what we were doing, but your week oh, was, was crazy. It was good, man. It was, you know, just uh, a lot of work, um, just doing some new things, getting promoted, taking on some new stuff, so... Yeah, man, a lot of work and I've been trying to stream a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's just been busy, man. Busy. Yeah, I just have been feeling lately overwhelmed with how many different things I'm trying to dip my toes into. So yeah. I I feel like I don't have enough toes to dip into different pools, you know? Yeah. No, I got you. <laughs> at, at some point, your toes are being pulled apart so much that I feel like you need to like strap them back together. But yeah. <laughs> I hear you. It gets that way. It's a terrible analogy. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's just um, I'm trying to get back on track with things that are not solely the podcast because I feel like the last couple of months I've been only working on the podcast, and I'm trying to delve back into those other endeavors that I'm doing on the side. Um, but what is cool is that. I don't know, like looking back on the last year, this podcast is really cool and I really like where it's going and I can continuously say that I'm always surprised by how many people keep discovering it and I always think that's really funny because I feel like at some point we'll hit a wall of how many people can find out about the podcast, <laughs> but people keep, you know, being like, Oh, I, I just saw your podcast. And like, they're not listening from the beginning. They're listening to new episodes. And I'll be like, yeah, Oh yeah. yeah. Don't go backwards. Like they get really bad as you go backwards. <laughs> you gotta um, quit saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like moving forward, they keep getting better quality. Oh, so, of course. Yeah. Um, of course. I don't think we're a podcast that you have to binge because it's news. Um, at some point, you know, because, like, take for example, if you go back and listen to a podcast from like six months ago, yeah, on our show, um, it's going to be a bunch of uh, rumors that we're talking about of things that didn't become true. <laughs> it's going to be a, this true, rumor, that they? rumor. Some well, of them I mean, came true, I think. Well, some of them did, but I most mean, of the stuff that would be relevant is stuff that was like current events. Not but we're not like charging nine ninety nine a minute to be Dion Warwick and tell them the future. So it's go back and listen. Yeah, I, I recommend so. the Area 51 episode. That was a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing what's funny is we probably think most fondly of episodes where we get off subject. Because <laughs> it's really hard to remember episodes where we just talk about the news. It's more memorable when we just get totally off subject and don't even look it at it. It really notes. is. It really is. <laughs> But um, notes. Week- he said notes like we take notes. <laughs> Oof. Sorry. I mean, I take notes. Um, oh, you do? Yeah, I do. I need Not to start doing during that. the podcast. I, I need do to notes start doing the that. Podcast. Okay. <laughs> You're running out of space on your hand. Okay. <laughs> so we always start the show off talking about what we've played in the last week of gaming. Um, this last week, I... There's some games that I intend on playing, but I have not played really enough to even talk about yet. So yeah. I hope to talk about them next week and give y'all a really good like idea of what I thought about these games. I'm not even going to mention what they are right now, but for the most part, I just kept playing Overwatch. Um, I still 
have been enjoying my time back in Pokemon Go. Um, really surprised that I'm still enjoying that game. Um, especially after I took that long break from the game. I really think it's in a good place right now. And yeah. um, that's about it. <laughs> I didn't play yeah. anything else besides that. Yeah, same here. You know, I've uh, well, that's not true. I actually been playing a little bit more Paladins lately and uh, I'm getting back into that. It's such a fun game, but I have to admit it's probably the only game. Now, Overwatch will get me triggered, but Paladins gets me freaking triggered, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> I it's probably the only time in the entire uh, I don't even know really how long I've been streaming or how many streams I have or videos or whatever. But uh, if I released them all, I think it's like 400 and something on YouTube. It's just stupid. But in all, a lot of those, I played with younger viewers and, you know, tried to keep it clean. There was a, yeah, dude, I actually had to tell this kid, hey, man, I got to go for a little bit because <laughs> I'm not feeling myself right now. And, uh, you know, I think he kind of, kind of felt it too but yeah paladins gets me triggered but i love the freaking game dude it's i recommend it unless you're somebody who gets really <laughs> I love, pissed i recommend the game i love to hate myself so it's a well i think the choice. reason i get so triggered in paladins is because i'm usually not with a squad you know what i mean yeah i'm usually with randoms and it's it's hard to communicate because every a lot of people shut off their chat feature. I like to keep mine on because I try to communicate with these guys and say, hey, let's do this and this and this. Because obviously you want the W, but you still want to have a good time. And, you know, what's better of a time than winning? And, uh, yeah, sometimes these guys just don't listen. So, yeah, I do get a little pissed off. But, yeah, I've been playing that, and uh, which I do recommend, even though I get mad. I do like Paladins. <laughs> Um, but I also recommend uh, getting back into Overwatch, man. If you haven't played Overwatch, like uh, Josiah was saying, it's such a freaking fun game, dude. And it still holds up. And I think I, I just can't wait for Overwatch, too. You know? But yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. I feel like the only people that I know that complain about Overwatch in the sense that they don't like the changes that have happened over the year. Yeah. Or they don't like the constant rebalancing and stuff. Everyone I know that complains from that perspective is complaining because they play one hero. <laughs> and you know, you're the right. quickest way that people abandon the game is when they play one hero. Yeah. Because once there's a nerf to that hero or there's a buff to a hero that counters that hero, they suddenly don't want to play a game that has, you know, what is it, 30 something heroes? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, you even told me that back in uh, a while back telling me that, you know, hey, you need to branch out a little bit and, uh, you know, you doing should at that, least be, you should at least be competent on yes. two heroes in each class. Yeah. And that so far I'm, I'm getting there. Yours, I got two healers, one, yeah. two tanks, and I'm working on two DPS, but I don't like anybody but soldier. <laughs> <laughs> DPS so, is still rough for me. Cause I just never choose to play it. So I just have no hours on DPS, man. Now I want to go play overwatch. Can we hurry this up so I can go play some Overwatch? Okay, That'd here be... we go. <laughs> <laughs> to the news. <laughs> to the news. Oh, yeah. Time for the news, bitch.
Okay, so the first thing in news that I have, <laughs> since we got to get to Overwatch time, <laughs> is that I I incorrectly um, referenced a news story a couple of weeks ago. I said that Left for Dead Three was in development when actually the truth was that it was a rumor, and it was just a very popular rumor, and Valve came out this week on Twitter and basically shot down those rumors and said that they really respect the fact that people take the time to start rumors like this, but they're not working on anything. Um, and it is interesting because valve is fi- finally starting to like get back into game development, you know? Yeah. And, um, with the, uh, VR game that they're coming out for half life, um, there's always this thought in everyone's head. It's like, what if they did another game in other franchises? And there's the joke that they never uh, make a third game to any of their series. And they've even said that if it's not perfected the second time, there's no point making a third game. <laughs> but the thing is, Left 4 Dead 2 released like 10 years ago, and it still has a pretty large player base. So it's not as much that it needs a third game as much as they just need to respect the fact that people enjoy that game so much to at least like almost remake it and just expand on it. Like it doesn't have to be a third game, you know? Um, but the fact that they kind of cheat around that rule, they have never made half life three. They cheat around it with the episodes and now a VR game. <laughs> so there's ways that they could cheat around that rule of not making a third game where they could make a Left 4 Dead, I yeah. don't know, VR or... Oh, dude, I think a lot that of people would be would awesome. Like, it would be, but I think people would be kind of pissed if Valve, instead of making third games, suddenly made a VR game in all of their franchises. <laughs> I think they would want them to make some traditional... Um, games that you know you could join could enjoy on any console or pc you know and that's what made left for dead 2 just so big was it was big on everything and i just i just think it's interesting that they shot this down but they did admit that they were working on a left for dead game for the next generation of consoles but they have not been working on it in the last two years so basically what they said was two years ago, they were throwing around some ideas of a next generation Left for Dead, but they have abandoned it for two whole years. So I don't know. They could be lying, but that seems like a pointless lie. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, Valve doesn't really warn you much before no. they release something like this. They really don't. VR yeah. game was done when they announced it. <laughs> there was no like, hey, we're working on a VR game. No, it's like, hey, check out this VR game that we're about to release. You know, um, and there's something to be said about that because it is, it is cool that we can hype up releases for the next years to come at things like E3 and the state of play and stuff like that. Everyone just hyping up what they're working on. That's cool. I'm sure that shareholders love that too. Um, <laughs> cause you actually see what your money's doing, but there is a sense that since we're in the year of delays where everything's getting delayed to make a better game, which you and me both agree is better. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we like that games get delayed so that we at least get a good product. But with delays, it's a little bit almost 
too much of a tease where we'd almost probably personally, I would care more for a company to say, Hey, we're about to release this game after the game is finished. When they say that, that way it doesn't get delayed. You know, like what if uh, last of us two wasn't announced until the game was finished and they said it's coming out in three months. That way we didn't get a, what year is it coming out? Then we were thinking, what month is it coming out? And then they push back the months and then you're thinking, are they making it for the next generation? <laughs> and I, I don't know. Like I get that you have to keep people in the loop of what you're working on, but there's companies like Valve and almost Blizzard. Blizzard almost doesn't tell you what they're working on. <laughs> but this yeah. last BlizzCon was like the first time in a long time that they've showed you things that are releasing like a year from now. Or yeah, more. they've they've given you teasers to it. Yeah, yeah. They've worked on see what they've started doing lately though with Blizzard is they started working on the uh, the uh the animations, the uh the the videos, the cinematics, movies, yeah. the cinematics, yeah, in order to um I don't know why that word escaped me, cinematics. But they <laughs> they over the last I, I would say probably last few years, five years, they've started selling the cinematics way before the game. So right. I think what they're doing, and I kind of dig it, is they put all this work into the cinematics, which I think looking at that regularly would probably encourage them to create the best possible game because they want it to match that cinematic. You know what I mean? Does yeah, that make sense? I totally get that. Yeah, it makes sense because it also would give them the idea that they put all this work into hiring a team of animators to animate this ridiculously high budget CGI, you know, teaser. And it'd be really suckish if they did that announced that they were working on a game and then shelved it. Um, yeah. Cause like the, the Starcraft game that they ended up canceling, we didn't even really hear about that until they canceled it. That was like the first time we heard about it. Um, in the same sense that is the same thing that happens with other Blizzard games that get canceled is usually you don't even hear about them before they get canceled. So it's really interesting that Blizzard finally is on the train of showing you things like teasers, like little gameplay teasers, like way ahead of time when they, as a company, they usually just like surprise you with what they have, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause they're more of a, they're more of a early access type company where, when they announce something, it's like a month away from being able to demo <laughs> and then they'll get all the bugs out and then they have an official release three months later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But valve seems to still be that way. So, um, the only, <laughs> I don't know why I got so off point. Valve was just saying that the left for dead, <laughs> what we do, man, three, <laughs> the left for dead three game was just rumors. But at the same time, I feel like, they could be lying because Valve is one of those yes. companies that they don't really tease things too much before it's like done. I honestly so. think that they are um that they are kind of fibbing a little bit, but what I the feeling that I'm getting from talking to people that do play that game and they want the third one out, the feeling that I'm getting is that they're going to kind of go the way Apex Legends went, if that makes any sense, where instead of having a Titanfall 3, they created a completely different game. I have right, a weird feeling that that's what's going to happen. That's what I was about to get to was that. Oh, I'm sorry. 
No, no, no. I just thought of it right now while you Dion were talking. Warwick, <laughs> 9.99 a minute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's what I was about to get to was that um, the way that they could get around saying that they're not lying is if it just isn't called a Left 4 Dead game. Yes. Where basically they were developing a next generation Left 4 Dead game and then two years ago they decided to rename it something else so that they didn't go against their rule of not making trilogies. Yeah. Um, it could just be another game like Left 4 Dead with a totally different title. And guess what? They got around their rule. <laughs> and also they're not lying about it. Because the thing is, I don't think they only have one team working right now and it was working on the VR game. Yeah. If they are currently working on games, I think they have to be working on at least a couple. Oh, yeah. And even if it's in a really early development, I would assume that they are working on something like Left 4 Dead because it's a very sellable franchise proven by the numbers on just Steam right now, you know, and they have to see those numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you would hope. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like <laughs> Steam of all places, since they post their numbers publicly, um, they have to pay attention to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, while we're talking about Valve, let me skip ahead to another note. Uh, Half-Life. Um, all the games are free currently on the Steam store yeah. and they're not free to own. They're free to basically play right now. Yes. So in this limited time period is done, you will not own it anymore, basically. But in this limited time period, you can play the Half-Life games for free and it's really good marketing for the VR game that's coming out. Yes. Um, so it's going to really help with the sales of the VR game, which probably was going to do fine by itself. But uh, if you haven't played one of the Half-Life games, you can go play them for free right now. I saw someone post this uh, not too long ago, and I was immediately thinking, like, yeah, that's cool that you can play them for free, but every single holiday they go down to 49 cents. <laughs> and I so, bought every one of the games last year. I have Half-Life like all the way right? through to Half-Life Source. And I think I paid like, it was a ridiculous amount of like 250 It was something yeah, stupid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're all like 49 cents every single holiday. So it's one of those things where like, cool, you could play it free right now. But like three weeks ago during the holiday sale, you probably could have bought it for 250 and just owned them all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have so all, those, all those crazy games, dude. I've never even, but the funny thing is I've never played a single one. Right. And see, that's the thing. Um, I'm not, <laughs> this is me getting off point again. There's the whole, it could be like the newspaper effect. Um, you know that a lot of big newspapers charge you money for the newspaper so that you believe that there's a value to it yeah. because the paper is already paid for just by ads. Yeah. You know, it's the same sense that you will read a, like the Houston Chronicle or, uh, USA Today or whatever, way before you will read that little thing that they put up called the coffee news or whatever the F is free. Nobody reads it because it's free <laughs> Yeah, because they don't think it's worth anything. So it's one of those things where, I mean, back in the day, they would charge like a quarter for a paper so that you would think it was worth something. And um, it could be that same effect because, yes, you did get a good deal. And that is what made you initially purchase Half-Life was that they were like 50 cents. But because they were 50 cents, you don't feel like you've wasted a bunch of money not playing them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's the same sense where if you go out and buy a $60 game, like um, I got um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, um, 
I have forced myself to play that a couple of times just because I feel like that's a lot of money to have spent and not even touch the game. Um, but it's not because of the gameplay is not bringing me back. It's because of how much money I spent on it. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it's the same sense where I think if you paid more for it, I'm sure you would have played it. But um, uh, Half-Life 2 is a really good game. It's sad that the stories to those games are so good because it kind of makes you want to play the games from the beginning. Yeah. But to be honest, Half-Life 1 is not really held up very well in uh, graphics and stuff. So, I mean, if you're new to the franchise, this is kind of like our Kingdom Hearts discussion last week. Um, Maybe just watch a stream of the first game and then play the second game, you know, because the the first game is kind of rough, but Half-Life 2 is still a really good game, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I need to I, I need to get into them and just just for that nostalgic thing, you know, I just need to do it and play it and have a little fun with it, you know, see what it's about. They're very important games, especially to the modding community and the indie um, game development community, because about 15, maybe not 15, maybe like 13 years ago, those games, when they released the modding kits were what most <laughs> indie game developers were building their games off of. They would like make a version in that mod. And then when it got like really successful, they would like make it on a higher budget outside that mod. But it was like a sandbox for that community back in the day. And they're really, really important games because of that. Yeah. And uh, I'm complaining that they're acting like them being free is a big deal, but I mean, you can't complain about free. So, I mean, if you want to try out the games, you might not like them. They might not even be worth 50 cents to you, but <laughs> you could try them for free now. And if you like them, just wait for the next sale and you could probably get them all for 250 Very true. Very and, true. Uh, Hell, I even yeah. have every Counter-Strike game. It wasn't Counter-Strike like the, the aftermath of Half-Life games. Yeah, basically, it was the way that they got around making a Half-Life 3. Okay, time. I got you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, Left 4 Dead 3 could just be a rebranding. Like and I have both of those games, too, man. I need to play them all. I need to play Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2. I need to play them. Yeah. <sighs> um, enough about Valve. Let's get off of Valve. Um, yeah, get off my we were Valve. Talking, <laughs> we were talking last week about games being delayed. And once again, um, another game was announced to be delayed this week, and it's Dying Light 2. Um, it was delayed with no new date, which is really interesting. So they didn't have an initial release date, period, before. They just said spring 2020. And just like them being vague about a whole season that it was going to come out, they're being vague and they have released no information on when it's being delayed to. So um, kind of concerning, but also in a way it's not that concerning because the early gameplay demos that they were showing off looked very finished. And um, if that's any sign of the overall game's development, then all I can assume is they're just working out some maybe almost game-breaking bugs that are going to take more than a couple of months to get out. Uh -huh. So I'm wondering if they're changing mechanics of the game because 
delaying like that, of course, you're not going to do something like totally redesign the map. <laughs> but because this is going to be, I assume it's going to be an open world game like the original game. But yeah. it is something where if they delay it about half a year to a year, they could be working out, you know, just physics bugs and stuff because it's a game that's built on parkour and movement and if there's anything that takes you out of the element of that i can understand why they would think that's very important to delay the game because when you have a game that's built on like response time and it feeling realistic Uh that is like a game changer on the reviews like your score is going to go from an a to a d if it's just kind of clunky you know people are going to be like oh it's a cool story cool environment but boy does it play bad (laughs) you know (laughs) um there's little things like that that it's amazing how that can destroy your image of a game because i remember um uh, nintendo came out with uh, let's go pikachu and let's go eevee last year and there were some buffering bugs on your character running which seems very simple. Just when your character starts running through an area, if it can't load the new area quick enough, the character starts like skipping where it's like running and walking back and forth. And that just takes you totally out of the element of the game for almost a seamless game besides that. Um, yeah. Because Nintendo releases games that are not supposed to be pushing the limits of your hardware. Um, so you expect it to be a smooth aesthetically pleasing experience because they know their limitations. So when let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu came out, it had that little bitty bug. Even to me, it took me out of the element of the game and I was like, okay, I wish it would just smoothly run. (laughs) Instead, you're like noticing that. And it's just one of those things that makes you feel like the overall game is a worse experience when it's like hardly anything actually, you know, it is a nitpick, but I, I could probably name more games like that where there's a little bitty problem and it kind of destroys your entire opinion of the game because of that. But if it's like that, then I understand why they are probably delaying Dying Light 2. That's just all I'm like speculating because they've released no information on why it's being delayed, you know? Huh. That doesn't, yeah. yeah. It doesn't <laughs> surprise me anyway, though. You know, but I guess it gives you more time to play the first one because yeah. I was pointing out that Dying Light 1 was on a lot of sales at Christmas and it's a hefty game. It's got like 30 or 40 hours of gameplay. So oh, wow. if you're trying to finish Dying Light 1 before Dying Light 2 came out, well, you got a little bit more time now. <laughs> yeah, and I so, haven't uh I haven't actually even uh I haven't even played that game. I mean, there's a lot of games get it that, pretty I, cheap. that I haven't it's, played at all. I'm actually looking right now to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool it's a cool game. I definitely recommend it. But I'm like, it's, listen, there's probably people going, why the fuck are you buying that game when you haven't even played <laughs> the ones you've been talking about? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's funny is this probably makes sense to our American listeners, but there's probably people in other countries that are like, he already owns like hundreds of games. Why does he just play those games? exactly dude. you ungrateful american <laughs> uh, um, it's only 1359 on steam i mean maybe, <laughs> maybe i'll buy it it, it only costs 26 times as much as half-life too <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, but yeah it's a good game uh be sure to i would be sure to check it out before the next one comes out um 
I, I do believe it's coming out. I don't think this, the thing is when you say delayed with no date, that sounds really scary, but I think this game is very close to being finished. It's just, they didn't have a previous release date anyway. So yeah. I think they just were not, if they weren't decided on a release date before, they're just still not decided on a release date. They just know it's not going to be in the spring. And they were just trying to be courteous to their fans on Twitter and release the fact that it probably wasn't coming out in the spring. <laughs> yeah. And that's, so that's cool. and I think people are starting to accept that on the regular too. That's a great Yeah, thing. the thing is though, once it becomes every like triple A title, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna start like not believing release dates at all. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or like, until until you know uh the ease of technology catches up to what they're doing, you know, until it gets easier, which it, it should, I mean, different things that they're doing should, you know, become easier to do as technology advances in the gaming industry. So it's just right. It, right now it's, it happens to be that it takes so much time to render these projects and get them done. I mean, I'm sure these guys know what they want to do, but, but making it come to life is probably, you know, not the easiest thing for them. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like what's interesting though is when you think about 2020 and all of the huge titles that people knew about last year, every big title that people are like, I can't wait for this game. I can't wait for this game. Uh, the top ten have all been delayed. I mean, we're talking Final Fantasy VII, Cyberpunk, um, Animal Crossing, Avengers. Um, Dying Light 2, Last of Us 2. Yeah. I mean, I'm up to six right now. I'm sure you can get to 10 of games that we heard about in 2019, and they were ballsy enough to give us release dates like a year later, and they're all delayed. I mean, I, I, I really support the fact that they're trying to delay it to make a good game, but it, as I'm saying, it's going to get annoying at some point to people when it's every title that you're waiting for you know if you're buying six games in a year like the six i just named um guess what they're all delayed (laughs) and i don't know i guess that will get annoying to people that are just really looking forward to games but it's it's a bad attitude for me to say just just wait just get over it just don't get excited anymore (laughs) that's a really bad angle (laughs) but um (laughs) um I guess just accept the fact that the final product is going to be better when it's delayed. And th- there's there's like, I can't think of an example of a game that got worse by being delayed. And because no, if I anything, a lot of games have gotten really bad for releasing on their release dates when they weren't ready. So, and I've also heard that too, in some of the, um, in some of the chatter is that people are like, Oh man, you're going to overcook it, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that can happen when you're looking at these games. I think they're able to fine tune them, get as many bugs out of the game as possible and create what they originally wanted to create. I think that it's, it's a good thing all the way around. I mean, you and I both agree on that. Like you said, (laughs) right. Because the way money works with these millions of dollars of games <laughs> is they don't delay games to add content in the game. They delay games because they, so adding content would be overcooking, I guess yes. is what you're saying. Yeah. And there's the risk of if you're adding content that maybe they won't polish that added content and guess what? It ruins the game. Or the that they is, add, I don't think, you know, they try to tweak too much and it just takes away from the story or ruins the original vision that they had. But I don't see that happening. 
That's that was right. my point. What I think happens the most is it was already overcooking, and then that's when they delay it. So when you add too much content, and then you realize, wait, I added all this content, but we haven't polished it out to where the rest of the game looks, then that's what the delay is for. The delay isn't usually to add more content. The delay is usually to polish to polish previous overcooking. You get yes, what I'm saying? Exactly. It's, I agree. When they were when they were pushing too much into the game before they delayed it. So when you hear a delay, it's usually to polish. I don't think yeah. many people are like, let's totally scrap half the game and you know pull a Sonic on everyone. But <laughs> gotcha. Um yeah, I think it's usually a good thing, and I don't want to dwell too much on that since we talked a lot about it last week. Yeah, we but did. it's something that I guess we can't be surprised anymore on. Like I, I try to act unsurprised by this. Um, I assume there will be another game delayed next week, if not two or three. Yeah, but we're running out of really big titles for 2020, is what I'm saying. Oh, here's another one I missed. Doom. Doom was also delayed. That's seven. I might think of more later. Um. What else do I got in news? Um, Naughty Dog put up a listing recently for a job opening. They were looking for a programmer that knows a bunch of stuff with PC. So this made a lot of people wonder if Last of Us 2 mm-hmm. was being worked on a PC port because they were looking for someone that was very familiar with both um nvidia and also what's the other one man it slipped in my mind (laughs) amd um they were looking for someone that was very fluent in designing for pc which is really interesting for naughty dog because they've never done that before so some people are saying so there's a lot of different theories some people are saying that it's just them saying that they want someone with a certain amount of knowledge and it could be just misdirection that that isn't exactly what they want they might not even use those skills Um, there's other people saying that last of us 2 may be ported to the pc some people are also saying that those skills are right in line with what what the next generation of consoles is using so maybe it's for making a remaster for the ps5 and then there's a lot of people also saying that when the ps5 comes out there may be a multiplayer version of Last of Us 2 that is going to also be on PC because Last of Us 1 had multiplayer, but they announced a while back that Last of Us 2 was not going to have multiplayer, which a lot of people were upset about. I was not upset about it because I didn't care about the multiplayer, but I understand why people are upset about it. And so a lot of people think that maybe they're going to sell you the multiplayer as a DLC for next generation. And that's why they're pulling in some last minute hires that, you know, can program for the next generation of consoles. Um, but I've said this before that I think the la- that last of us two, 100% has to be rendered for the next generation. There's no way that you're releasing this big of a game right before the next generation. And it's going to look like shit on it. <laughs> um, of course they are thinking about, how it's going to look on the PS4 and the PS5. I assume the PS4 is going to run it fine, but I think the PS5 one is going to like, you know, overclock the game and make sure that it's always smooth and all that jazz. Um, But it's just, it's just a rumor about Naughty Dog. Um, It it is cool though to, 
to think about the idea that Naughty Dog could be on PC or that they could be making a pretty big multiplayer game. The thing that I have not heard, though, is that what if they're just hiring someone for another game? Now, Naughty Dog well, has worked on multiple games at the same time before. Yeah. But not much. Like, they've only done it like twice. So I would be more open to the idea that they're working on multiple games, you know. So a lot of people are contributing this to Last of Us 2, but I really think it doesn't have to be, you know. You're right. You're right. It doesn't necessarily have to be that. Um, one of the things that I've been reading, though, that makes me think that you're possibly right about the whole PC angle is that there was a, a survey done of developers, believe it or not, uh, by this company. I, and off yeah. the top of my head, I can't remember it. I was reading it the other day. And they were talking about, okay, what did you work on in the past? What was the majority? And I was I was mostly interested in the difference between PlayStation and Xbox. However, what I found was PlayStation and Xbox are kind of similar in their numbers of percentage of developers that are working on games for those. They're usually in the 20s, around 20% to 25% um, each one. But the majority of it was coming from in the... In the uh, upper 30s and 50% was for PC. Now, coming up yeah. on future projects, 54% of developers said that they were working on future projects for PC, while only around 20 to 21% said that they were working on future developments for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. So that right there should tell you something about, you know, what they're you know, what they're leaning more towards, you know, even though we're getting these high powered consoles that are coming out, et cetera, I, I think the main thing is that they're, they're focusing still on the PC because PC once console catches up to PC and every time that we've seen it happen. And I think people forget this PC comes out with something that just blows console away. So it, it's what we're going to end up seeing, you know, and I, the future of it, you know, as, as far as these game developers are concerned. So it is very possible that Naughty Dog is looking to, uh, cross over into the PC genre. Yeah. Naughty Dog is still owned by Sony. So the thing is Sony would have to be willing to basically be like Xbox in the sense that Xbox has finally started bringing Halo games to PC because they realized that yeah. They don't have to use Halo just to sell Xboxes. They can use Halo to just make money, you know? Yeah. And I think Sony's um, starting to realize that. I mean, with a lot of these collaborations that we've seen also, like take the Microsoft AI thing. And Sony's been using that to develop yeah. some of their games. So I, I think that, yeah, I, I think that we're going to see that come very soon in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um just something to look out for because i mean i don't want to keep talking about this too much because i feel like we <laughs> always are talking about consoles versus pc and console wars and stuff but i mean that's like there's a reason everybody talks about it i guess um i think that's one of the reasons that xbox series x is doing what it's doing i think they are setting up for a generation of consoles where every year or maybe every other year they release a beefier version that can have different stuff inside because they're finally marketing it like it is a generation of consoles that you can have different versions of and it can get better rather than saying that they're just going to reskin it, you know? Yeah. And before with consoles, that's always what it was. There was like reskinning. Basically, this is because before it was always there was the PlayStation 1, then there was the PlayStation one slim the ps2 the ps2 slim where 
the main upgrade was making it smaller, not making it better. It wasn't until like the Xbox 360 Elite and then then the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X where we started seeing like half console generations adopt more powerful systems rather than just reducing the size. And I think that's been the console's angle of trying to keep up with PC because PC, every time something new can come out, you could just slap it right in a PC. And guess what? After a couple of years, the price comes down, then everyone has it slapped in their PC. <laughs> um, and I think the thing, the weird thing about consoles though, is we saw it in the last, last generation where games designed near the end of the generation ran really well on the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. Yes. But those first generation PS4s and Xbox OG ones, um, they had a rough time playing some of these games at the end of the console generation. And that's because they're kind of cheating and kind of fudging where what is compatible with the system. You know, it's like it'll run it, but I mean, it won't run it the best, you know? Yeah. So maybe Microsoft can think of a way to get around that where games will not be relevant to the original release of the Xbox Series X by the end of its generation, but they can constantly make the hardware better so that you can see active improvement, but not lose the compatibility with the original. I think that's the trouble right now with consoles is that when you get a new one, you're expecting to get stuck with them for about six to eight years. You know, and that's a lot of time for technology to move past it, you know, but that's why they try to get that foot forward where we hear, we're hearing about the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X using technology that isn't even publicly available yet um, because they're trying to stay a year ahead so that, you know, maybe it'll take five years for them to be irrelevant, <laughs> not, you know, three years. Um, so that's just an interesting thing to point out because you were saying that PC always like just counters with something better. And it's really true, but... I think only recently have we seen consoles try to recounter halfway through. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. I'm done talking about console wars. There we go. A <laughs> um, couple more things that I have in news. Let me see. Um, the game Temtem is in early access on Steam. If you haven't heard of this game, I don't blame you. It was on Kickstarter. It did very well. Um, it is basically almost a Pokemon clone, but it has yeah. an interesting. I've been uh, looking at that actually. It has an interesting shading style. It has a very indie uh, art style to it. it looks really nice. Um, it's different enough that you know it's not suable, but I mean, it's collecting monsters and leveling up monsters. That's all yeah. you need to know. And if you enjoy Pokemon, this looks like a very fun, colorful world. It's just a different twist. Um, and uh, it's in early access on Steam, so you can check that out. I think yeah. it's about thirty-five to forty dollars or something right now. And then yeah, when it's uh, thirty-four ninety-nine. Okay. Thirty-four ninety-nine. And then I think when the full game releases, you like pay the other twenty-five. Is how it works, or something. What? I think so, because it's an early access price. It's not the full game yet. Yeah, I know, but I wouldn't want to pay them more money. Once I, I paid for, I don't know. I was just assuming they said that you would pay more when it releases, but no. I don't know you how know much what? more back button. I hate you. Tem, Tem. 
So sorry. you don't like installment sorry. plans is what sorry. I'm here. No, I want to pay one time. And I don't you want to like come back in the future and go, hey, you like our game? Guess what? You owe us $25 more. You know what? Disgusting. I don't like your game. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Your game sucks ass, bro. <laughs> Last thing I have in news is xCloud um, kind of just did Stadia dirty this week. Um, I'm oh, not yeah. sure if you knew about this, but xCloud has been available very limited to early access and people basically trying out xCloud for cell phones. Um, and they just added a bunch of new games this last month. And the ones that kind of strike out to you are um, Master Chief Collection, which is really cool. Can you imagine playing the Master Chief Collection on your cell phone? That's crazy. Um, and the other one is Destiny 2. Which is really funny because not only did they add Destiny 2 into xCloud, um, <laughs> but they added it and put it under the Master Chief Collection because they acted like it wasn't the biggest thing that they were adding, which is true. I think Master Chief Collection is a way more you know attractive title to add to xCloud. But what's funny about that is Destiny 2 was like the launch title for stadia that stadia was trying to get everyone to sign up for was that when you did the uh, pre-order you got destiny 2 included and you got your exclusive controller and all that and you know x is just like oh yeah destiny 2 is in there you know but master chief it's master chief's in there but yeah yeah you also get destiny 2 <laughs> it's just it's really funny because Stadia was acting like it was such a big deal that they had it. And xCloud is just kind of quietly adding it to their little early access thing. They're just like, oh, yeah, there's Destiny 2 if y'all want it. <laughs> oh, my but, God. But um, I, I just thought that was really funny because of how much Stadia has been, like, slowly sinking month after month. Um, I don't know what Stadia needs to get out of their hole. I don't know if I care. <coughs> but... um. <laughs> it's just one of those things that they need to turn it around. They need to turn it around quick. And I think that they're buying developers that are going to turn it around in the long run. But I'm not sure if Google's that good at playing the long game because anything that isn't immediately successful for Google, they basically abandon. Um, remember, they had a social network thing called Google Plus that nobody yep. used. Yep. <laughs> But things like YouTube, the Google search engine, um, Google Earth, that stuff was like hits from the get go, you know. Yeah. So those were not those are not risky investments. <laughs> but things that don't really shine for Google, they kind of just slowly abandon. They don't like pour more money or research into them. So I'm afraid that Stadia might completely be discontinued before xCloud or any competitors can even come on the market. That's like, crazy. Publicly, you know? That's crazy, dude. But we'll have to wait and see because Google's still advertising for Stadia like really big. They're still acting like it's a big deal, but I don't know one person that uses Stadia. So, yeah, neither I do mean, I. That, do that doesn't say much, but. I'm just saying that I I feel like when it fades into obscurity, it's going to be like quick. <laughs> They're yeah. just going to like pull the plug on it one day and be like, yeah, we don't care about that. They'll probably well, support it for a year and then they'll actually pull the plug. And and you, they these companies have to face the facts. You're looking at, at competing with companies like 
Xbox, or, you know, Microsoft and Sony who are going to adapt to the whole new world of gaming with with streaming games. They're going to adapt to it. So it it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, I mean, I, I was kind of excited when I heard about Google Stadia. I thought it was a good idea, et cetera. But I don't see them competing with these bigger named companies that have been doing gaming for years. I just don't see it happening. You can't just, you know, even if you are a multi-million dollar or billion dollar company, whatever it is, you can't just come into this genre saying, hey, guess what? We're kicking the door down and we're taking over. And that's not how it works. You better have something <laughs> really shit hot, you know, to to be able to 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 be able to stand up to those claims. Right. I think Google I haven't said this on the podcast yet, but I think I'm going to say it right now. I think Google went about it. I have said this statement <laughs> that Google went about it the wrong way. Yes. But I think I've never said the solution would have been to do what Amazon's doing. Amazon is putting their money into game development and they're making games that hopefully will resonate with people. And once they get a handful of those, um, Amazon's been talking about game streaming and then they'll be able to actually do it because guess what? They got fire sticks that are already streaming, but unlike Google, they will have exclusive games or things that like actually put a name to their company to associate it with video games prior to launching a service. The thing that you were just saying right now about Google just coming in and saying, Hey, we're just, you know, we're changing the game. Um, Everyone else is doing it the wrong way. This is what the future is. And get on board before, you know, Google just runs you over. And the thing is, Google is like, has nothing. Like, the closest thing to video games is sometimes when you go to their Google homepage, the word Google is like Minesweeper or something. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But like, that that doesn't count. I mean, you can't start like trash talking all these other companies, you know. I just think they went about it the wrong way. And I think they could have, it would have been healthier if last year, if 2018 was about developing games rather than launching Stadia. Like, yes, they were first, but I mean, does it matter? (laughs) I don't think you come in blazing saying that everyone else sucks and that you have the superior product and you have nothing to offer once you show the product off, you know, so. Yep. I, I think they could have just gone around about it differently. And I think Amazon is doing a way more promising angle. But um, Amazon seems to not be able to do many wrongs these days. Um, they just they're just being run very well. Um, so, yeah, um, Google needs exclusive games, but they should have already done it. But it's too well for that. <laughs> well, that that actually brings me to an interesting subject. Um, speaking of Google, uh and this is, uh, you know, it's it's actually kind of cool. Uh, I've been watching the Call of Duty League on YouTube. And, um, you know, which is basically part of Google. <laughs> and you uh, said Call of Doolittle, but go ahead. No, Call of Duty League. <laughs> Call of Doolittle. That'd be a great game, dude, where he like, you know, it's just calls saving the animals, animals. <laughs> call, calls the animals to his side to kill the human in Dells or whatever. But anyway, uh, so anyway, it was really cool. Actually, it's in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, kicked off. And uh, it's really it was a lot of fun to watch these guys playing Call of Duty. Um, 
you know, uh, made some bad predictions as far as who is going to win, because obviously I don't know shit about these teams and, uh, you know, just had fun watching it. And I was talking to some people on discord while we were watching. It was a lot of fun. Um, some really cool plays, some amazing stars out there in the call of duty league. And, uh, but the cool thing is basically call of duty league has abandoned Twitch and they entered, uh, the, um, Activision Blizzard has entered into a multi-year partnership with YouTube to specifically and Google to specifically broadcast on YouTube. Um, it's a huge win for them uh, in my eyes because everything used to be done on Twitch, but with these larger name companies, Activision Blizzard and uh, uh, these different gaming uh, companies looking to get all this high name talent in, and, you know, make these shows huge. Uh, basically, from what I understand, they're looking to compete with uh, like the NFL and the NBA and stuff like that as far as viewers. Now, when I was watching last night, they had 54,000 viewers watching plus at one time. So it was it was not a small feat for them. It was not a small thing. And uh, uh I guess uh, somebody said that they were also being uh, shown on ESPN. And uh, one of the guys, one of the owners from the team was going off and cussing, <laughs> you know, because he was just pumped up, you know, talking about I'm in fucking Minneapolis, you know, shit like that. But it was uh, it was really cool to see uh, uh, this on YouTube. Everybody can go there. Everybody can watch it. And, uh you know, it's just neat to see the direction these guys are taking as far as these leagues, these professional uh, uh, leagues that are, you know, uh, trying to get these, like I said, these, this talent to come into them. It's it's going 100 percent pro. I think it was a good move for both Google and Activision Blizzard. And uh, I think it's going to be cool to watch what happens in the future, especially with things like Overwatch and uh uh, what else do they have? Uh, the Hearthstone. I actually enjoy watching the Hearthstone games sometimes. It's it's kind of neat. I, I don't know how to play the game specifically, but just what these guys' knowledge have of these decks that they play with and competing is just, it's it's incredible. So it's, it's neat to see that it's going to be on YouTube and you can just go on there and watch it at any time live. And yeah, I love what they're huh. doing. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good move for Google, even though they have the issues with the Stadia. It's a good good thing for YouTube, Google, and all that. So yeah, man. I wonder if this ends the sprays now for Overwatch. Overwatch used to do those events where if you watched Twitch streamers or if you yeah. watched the Overwatch League, you got tokens on Twitch that you could use on the skins in the game. It'll probably just linking. convert over to YouTube, dude. I don't know if YouTube has a way of YouTube's gonna have to add something where you can link your Google account that logs into YouTube with Blizzard because that's can. how Twitch did it. I, I I don't think they currently do, <laughs> but no, they're going but to have to add that into YouTube. But I can gaming. imagine, yeah, I can imagine they would figure it out. You know that it would uh, there'd be a way to do it. Huh. I guess I'll uh, look into it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about this funny story that I found, man. Um, it's from a couple of days ago. And when I read this, this title, I was like, you've got to absolutely be kidding me. Um, it's really, really funny. The first thing that I want to say, starting it out is that, you know, we have what's called free speech. It's constitutional, right? Um, and it constitutional free speech guarantees restricted, restrict government actors, not private entities. So 
the government cannot restrict your free speech. Okay. It doesn't say anything about companies. It doesn't say anything about that. It just says that the government cannot, you know, restrict you. It, the, it literally begins with the words Congress shall make no law. Okay. So it's talking about the U S government. Well, this guy was playing runescape, um, uh, sometime around March or April. And, uh, his name is Amro El Ansari. And he found himself muted in the game by, uh, you know, by runescape. And he would, he appealed it and it was denied. So, this guy filed a lawsuit against uh, Jagex, which they run the MMO. Um, he filed a lawsuit against them that they had engaged in discrimination against him and violated his rights to free speech and due process. <laughs> so anyway, it went to the district court and the ju district judge there declared that his federal constitutional claims over being muted in a video game are implausible. No big surprise. We all saw that coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he is educating this guy talking about the constitutional free speech guaranteed against government actors, not private entities. Um, if you, if, if it's not a state entity or any kind of government affiliation, you have no case. Well, so then he decides he wanted to go ahead and uh, take it to the U.S. Court of Appeals and the Third Circuit. They shot him down and they said, you know, state action is a prerequisite. You cannot claim that they, you know, muted you out of any kind of, you know, government restriction. So then he made another claim uh, stating it was a civil rights violation. <laughs> <laughs> that they were, everybody else was getting unequal treatment because they weren't muted. And uh, the, he says that it was on the ground of race, color, religion, or national origin, you know, discrimination. And uh, they basically told him, look, dude, you, you're reaching. You, you have no proof of this. They did not violate your constitutional rights. They can mute you. Any video game can mute you at any time and... That's all there were to it. So um, they also said that, you know, there was no uh, there was no uh, damages that he could seek. There was nothing. So basically, they just told him to take a flying leap. So, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of world we're living in right now where if you piss somebody off, <laughs> they're going to get all over, you know, social media and sue you and do all this other crap. So. Yeah, I just so thought it was ridiculous. funny and ridiculous that this guy would file a lawsuit for violation of his freedom of speech and civil rights violation because he was muted. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that he did it himself. And apparently he tried to file a class action lawsuit and do that on his own. But they said the court... <laughs> said something to the fact that since he had not gone to law school and did not have a license to practice law, that he could not legally represent other people. <laughs> so, yeah. Good try, so, though, man. A for effort, buddy. <laughs> A for effort. Uh, it didn't say exactly where he was from. Um, you can find it, though. Uh, uh, Anwar El Ansari, something like that. And, uh, yeah, it's it's. 
out there in the news. So it wasn't just a big story or anything. It was something I had to find. But yeah. Oh, my God. Just absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I thought it was funny. So everybody, I hope he's listening. We all got a good laugh, my friend. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) On to something even better. Fortnite Chapter 2 Season (laughs) 2 finally has a release date. Um, I don't know about you, man, but I've actually enjoyed Chapter 1 Season 2. Chapter one, I've had a lot of fun playing Fortnite. I'm probably going to play a little bit of it later today after some Overwatch, which I've been waiting to play. And I think uh, it's season. We're in chapter two, so I think it's chapter season two, one season chapter one. Two. Yeah, we're in confusing. chapter two, season yeah. one. I agree. And, uh, <laughs> but chapter two, season two is coming out on February 20th. Um, there were some people that uh, some data miners that uncovered a date of February 6th, but that was changed to February 20th. Uh, about three days ago. And um, yeah, they there's a lot of, you know, of course there's a lot of speculation as to what's going to be happening, but they said that they did say that season one was going to conclude with more challenges and a two week event, but they don't, they have not released exactly what was going to be happening in the season event. So yeah, it should be interesting. I, I mean, a lot of people have liked what they've done so far with these endings and and whatnot going from chapter one to chapter two. So I actually yeah. enjoy the game right now. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, but yeah, so February 20th, it should be coming out, man. Sounds good. Um, a cool story that I came across. We all know the whole Sonic thing. Um, they redid the art or the character for Sonic, which looks awesome. By the way, I've seen the new trailer. I actually want to go see this movie now. Um, but I came across, I didn't want to see it before, dude. I was really pissed off. I thought it looked corny and weird, but now it looks actually kind of fun and reminiscent of the game in a way. Uh, but I think it's going to be really cool um, to to go see. So I'm excited about it. But Wiz Khalifa uh, made a Sonic music video. And dude, I, I was like, okay, this is going to be corny and stupid, but it's with uh, Wiz Khalifa, Little Yachty. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, uh, that's correct. Swaco the child and Ty Dolla Sign. Um, and what's cool is they're in this video and uh, they get pixelated and yeah, <laughs> they're I've running around this. with, dude, it's awesome. And it's a catchy little song. It really is. I, I actually enjoyed it. I watched the whole thing. It's called speed me up. And it obviously ties into the Sonic, the Hedgehog movie. It's going to be a part of it, but it is really cool. It starts out with him. The, the, awesome part the favorite part for me was the very beginning when he blows into the cartridge i mean of course you should never do that but he blows into the everybody cartridge. everybody still did it though of course of course man and he for the sega genesis and he and he sits down on a couch and he's chilling out playing the sonic game and he's singing his his uh his song speed me up and uh it's really cool man but it's 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 probably one of the funnest uh, video game songs or video game movie songs that I've seen um, in, in a while. It was really, uh, it's really cool. It, it takes you back to the days of Sonic and these guys are running around all pixelated. Even Jim Carrey gets pixelated in the video. So it's pretty neat. It's pretty, pretty neat. Cool. Check it out, guys. Wiz Khalifa, speed me up. Um, and, I think the funniest it. thing, it's actually a decent song. I remember hearing yeah. it. I was like, this is actually kind of catchy. Um, <laughs> the funniest part to me though, that I didn't notice the first time I watched it was the blowing in the cartridge thing kind of is reminiscent. Like you would normally assume that Wiz Khalifa was like rolling a joint, you know? Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but instead he's got a cartridge because it's like a close up and like y- the way it's shot, <laughs> you wouldn't think that at first, but after knowing it's Wiz Khalifa, then it has like a different kind of little joke there. And I just thought that was kind of funny the second time I watched it. <laughs> no, I kind of, I, I saw exactly what you meant. I just thought it was you're neat, just like, you're like, oh, it was a Nintendo, okay. <laughs> a Nintendo 64 cartridge, you know, <laughs> it was just, it was a great way to start the video. I thought it was funny and catchy. And the song, like you said, is actually a catchy little tune, man. There you yeah. go. Declassified. Wiz Khalifa podcast. Yep. We recommend um, Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> I'm proud of you for those pronunciations. Those are some good pronunciations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not as old as people think. I little, <laughs> little, little Yadi. Okay. I'm done. Is it little Yachty? Cause you it's said it right. like it's, yacht. It's, it's little Yachty. <laughs> cause I was thinking, okay. Cause I'm thinking a little yachty and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, man. It, it, that doesn't even sound right. It sounds like, you know, he's coughing something up. And then I thought, well, it kind of looks like yacht. And then I was thinking, just oh, okay, I see. It's a play on shoddy. It, slur it as much as possible. Really? Just, <laughs> yeah. That's, <it. laughs> that's how you do it. But you know, I was a little disturbed <laughs> by this, uh, child Swaco. Um, yeah, little, I was like, all right, um, I enjoy your music and I enjoy what you're trying to do, but I, I see you. <laughs> I would put my hand on my wallet as I walked by you, young man. No, I'm kidding. He, uh, he just seemed really strange to me. He's like the new Eminem guy or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he just seemed really, I don't know. But anyway, great song, Wiz. <laughs> kind of stabby. Looked kind of stabby. He looked just out of place almost man but i he's he's a good rapper actually when i when i saw him i was like okay i need to check this out a little bit so i went and i i you know googled his name and pulled him up i figured it was child swaco uh that that was his name but i was like okay this is kind of cool and he's i mean he's 22 years old he was just signed on uh by i can't remember who it was as a new rapper or whatnot um or he yeah he is 22 but, uh, We're very out of our element here. <laughs> I just thought it was. <laughs> I just thought it was uh, interesting to see. But I, I did listen to some of his, you know, uh, uh, music on some of the uh, YouTube clips that they had, and yeah, he's okay. So yeah. Anyway, I was just making a joke about him. So I didn't mean anything personal, buddy. Don't come beat my ass or anything. I'm old. So yeah. <laughs> but uh that's uh that's all i got man that's all i got for news sounds good let's get on to our topics then because we actually have a topic today um i wanted us to talk a little bit about basically interesting tech that has to do with gaming that is like either upcoming or already existing and um the the one that i thought was the most interesting that i recently just discovered i think i knew that People were working with this, but if you haven't already heard of it, it's called the Tesla suit and <laughs> it was released early last year Yeah. Um, after basically a really long time of development. And the Tesla suit itself is really cool, but recently within like the last month, they just released the Tesla gloves that go with the suit. So before you just had the suit, but now there are these gloves that also assist you with this kind of virtual reality that it makes it that much more 
of an experience. So let me explain it a little bit. So basically we're used to VR, which is a headset and the headset allows you to see a world and basically replaces what's in front of your eyes. Um, the way that you can improve on that, that we have seen in the past is people will put sticks in your hands and those sticks will allow you to interact with things within this virtual world. So, um, Although things like sticks or batons or anything that allows you to move things within the world allows you to interact, you don't feel much interaction back from the world. So with the Tesla suit, this is basically a, it looks kind of like a diving suit. <laughs> it's like a big onesie and it has all these little, like you were reading a little bit about, it. is it like electrodes in it and stuff that like shock you? No. Uh, the, I, I know there's things that allow you to feel pain and then there's things that allow you to feel like warmth and cold and stuff. Yeah, so it's that called you feel like uh, different things from what I've seen. It's called haptic feedback and it, it you can feel uh, anything from the textures to pressure on fingers uh, on your body. Um, you can feel physical exertion. Uh, and when you wear this suit and you go through these scenarios that have yeah. already been programmed into these suits in order to learn how to do them, you actually feel like you're like you've lived through that experience. So whether it's, uh, you know, uh, fixing a turbine or being a fireman or doing anything like that, you you practice these scenarios wearing this suit and you feel like you've actually lived it. So it makes your muscles go through the the torment of what you're doing. It, uh, there's right. no other word for it that I can think of, but uh, it's really cool, man. Really cool. So, yeah. It's marketed. If you go to the website for the Tesla suit, it's marketed towards both like virtual reality gaming and then also mm -hmm. for like practical use in the medical field. And as you said, firefighters and things like that, to where train you practice yeah. things and you train and you can do it within, you know, your own home basically. Yep. Um, so the thing that the gloves added that they just released was the gloves don't only have haptic controls, which sense the pressure that you exert. The when textures. You, when you oh. when you exert when you like grip something, it has these basically springs on the backs of your fingers that put pressure so that you can what's crazy is it'll make you feel like artificial weight. So before yes. you would pick up things and it would maybe feel like the thing. But with these springs on the backs of the fingers, it makes it feel like the thing has weight to it. I just can't yes. imagine doing this and not like freaking out because like. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too. Um, this these suits, because they talk about that in there. And and that's one of the things I was waiting for you to talk about was freaking out in a situation like are you talking about like a fire or operating on somebody or something like that? Now I'm talking about just general when you pick up something that's artificial and it feels like it has weight. That feels like that will blow my mind. This thing has <laughs> it has embedded ECG and EDA sensors that they capture your vitals and emotional stress levels. That's what it's saying right here. So that they if you're a trainee and you're in this suit, let's say you're you're learning how to be a firefighter. And in my opinion, I think this whole th idea is going to create um less man hours needed in order to train people, but also better quality training. But it basically right. it, 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 it says, okay, it, it listens to your vitals and it listens to your, your emotional stress level and computes all that to see if you have the ability to perform under that pressure. This so it lets like people know that, Hey, <laughs> these guys might not be ready. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool. 
this seems really good for military where you oh, would yeah. know if you were like mentally healthy enough to do certain jobs, you know, like it could be like, okay, well let's try, you know, air force. <laughs> it, I'm looking at the <laughs> or bottom. Let's of try their, this one. You know, I'm looking at the bottom of their webpage and they're talking about the, the way that they wanted this to go was public safety uh, for the, besides gaming, there are four main uh, areas that they wanted to look at were public safety, enterprise training, uh, athletics, and rehabilitation. I think the rehabilitation thing is just, wow. I mean, the the feedback you could get on that alone, and let's just say athletics and rehabilitation in order to become a better football player or a better, uh, or just to become physically strong again and rehab an injury. I think the, the, the feedback that you would get from these suits would just, it would tailor, it would make it easier to tailor your, right. your rehabilitation or your, your uh, practice regimen in, in order to become what you wanted to become. I just think it's so neat. And they talk about muscle memory being worked into it. And I'm sorry, I'm just kind of going off on your story. But when I watch this video, no, this is good. wow. I mean, that's, just that's absolutely wow. Topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a topic that we can talk about. <laughs> um, no, but obviously with technology like this, um, it's scary to me because you think about how many times we get games hacked these days. Yeah. And if something like this was used in gaming, like just imagine someone hacking into this and then just like making your life a living hell by like just immediately hitting all of your different pressure points. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think the way to like kill you, you know, that's just I scary the, to me. It's like Matrix the way to avoid level. it would be to have some sort of a hard drive built into it where you could, it, it's constantly recording the information, but then you just download it. I can see what you're talking about, about a possible virus or something being put into the suit, which causes you to run out and rob banks or some shit. That's not what I'm talking about, but you took it to another level. Yeah. I'm talking about like basically making you fall on the ground because it's enabled everything that's supposed to inflict pain on you at one time. And you can't even get the energy to take the suit off or deactivate it because it's like an instant trauma all over your body. Yeah, now, see, exactly. that sounds scary to me. Um, and, yeah, that could you know, be. <laughs> that because, could be like, if if eighties movies taught me anything about hacking, like you know, anything's possible. So, <laughs> even if it had like a system that'd be like, oh, this thing is designed to turn off if your heartbeat goes over this level or something. Like, you have like a safety feature on it so that you know you don't die in the suit. Um, yeah. you know, a hacker would just get past that and just destroy it. You know, I don't know. I, I hate to be that cynical. It's really cool technology, but at the same time, it's just really scary to have something all over your body that could basically make you feel all this stuff. Like that's just insane to me because I, I maybe I've watched too many movies like the matrix and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. No, I agree like, with you. It's just, it's really scary. Well, it's like a vanilla sky ish, you know? Not to jump off the subject, but there was something that came out uh, about a week ago, two weeks ago, a story that I read where they um, they had created two different. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't a story. Uh, it was a, a movie or a, not a movie, a show I was watching about uh, advancements in uh, AI and technology. And they had two different AIs and they created a program where these AIs could talk to each other because they were trying to figure out how to make things compute faster, et cetera. 
these two AIs were talking to each other and humans were doing the input of different information that they wanted to know. Well, the AIs decided they were going to create their own language and start talking to each other that the humans couldn't understand. So they pulled the plug. Yeah, I remember. I think I heard about this. They pulled the plug. And what they're doing is they're trying to decipher what these two machines were talking about because they were actually talking about something, but they did it in a code using numbers and the English language. (laughs) So freaking scary. (laughs) Dude, that's absolutely frightening. It's absolutely frightening. It's, um, it's, it's like, okay, what you get upset when, when you're talking to someone and then they start speaking another language that you can't understand them. But like, what if they just started making up a language actively? (laughs) Yeah. That'd be exactly, like you know, and they start p- speaking in tongues to someone else. And you're like, what? Are these, <laughs> what spirit has come over these people? <laughs> it's very, it's very, uh, it's very Skynet scary, bro. It really is in a way. It's like, uh, it's one of those things where, like, how why much- are they? You're wondering why we're poking the bear. Like, who, who in their yes. right mind did that? And then was like, yeah, I'm comfortable still being in computing as a career. <laughs> Who saw that and was like, oh, oh, I'll just come to work tomorrow. (laughs) Now, something that I do want to bring up to make you forget all the scary stuff, because we are coming for you, is the fact that these suits (laughs) in the gaming industry, um, the motion that they that they capture is is absolutely 100 percent lifelike because they're using actors to do all this this stuff. So I could see them using this in uh, these sports games. Uh, to get more fluid movement, th- more than they have already, which is, uh, um, you know, crazy good to begin with. But the fact that they could, you know, the motion capture alone for cinematics, um, yeah. how realistic it could be, and the future of CGI movies, et cetera. Um, I think it's going to be really cool because these suits don't have these little fucking balls all over them, like the green screen suits and stuff. These are like really cool high-tech superhero looking suits, man, with looks like it's got armor on the front, but these are actually sensors and on the arms and all this other stuff. And you put these gloves in with it, it's just going to make the, uh, the, the, uh, the art of uh, CGI that much better. I really think it's going to improve some of these games that we see and the lifelike movements are just going to get intense. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all scary to me. I'm just, I'm a pansy. So, <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll it's be just, fine. It's scary. Okay. See, what those other topic those words have? from me are going to be on a plaque somewhere. Famous last words. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to talk about the Tesla thing, but I couldn't get a word in edgewise. Um, I do want to talk about <laughs> God. Project Ariana from Razor. This is really cool. When I first saw this, uh, this uh, thing, I thought it was a camera. I'm thinking, okay, this is a camera. It's going to be, you know, uh, high tech set up in your room. It's going to be vor- uh, massively high def, everything else, blah, blah, blah. No, what this thing is, is a scanner. It scans your environment that you're in, that you're gaming in. And uh, it scans your room and then it creates, uh, it projects the game around you. So it's not like perfectly crisp or anything like on your monitor. Your monitor is obviously the main focus, but what it does is it stretches it out and, and projects it around you in this 3d environment on the walls to your left, right. And in front of you. 
to where it it almost looks like you're in this entire game. So you're catching more coming at you. Does that make any sense? Yeah. It it so in one of the pictures that I'm looking at right now, um, because I did watch the video a couple of times and what you know, I was trying to figure out exactly what they were talking about because it was a little confusing at first. But apparently you set up this projector behind your monitor and it uh, captures what you're playing in the game and then basically projects it around you, stretches it out from from the screen. So the main focus is obviously your screen, but you see a projected image uh, stretched out around it that completes the entire image. So it almost looks like it would help with peripheral vision. Uh, so in certain games um, that you would uh, with a self-awareness, situational awareness, uh, that kind of thing. So it looks like it may be helpful. There's obviously a little bit of tweaks that they could do to this, but um, I don't see how they could really make it more clearer unless it was uh, like a flat, perfect like projection screen that went around you, um, which would just be ridiculous, but it takes the space that you're living in. I mean, it'll project it on your bookshelf, couches, all this other stuff over your lamp, across your pictures. So you still see that stuff through it, but you see this holographic image stretched out from your screen. So it's really, really cool, man. Um, I think that the uh, advancements that they could make in this alone are well worth to continue doing because it uses uh, two 3D cameras with uh, calibration software. So basically what it does is it takes a picture of your room, puts up the grid, determines where everything's going to go, and then projects it. It's really effing cool. Oh, wow. I think what's crazy oh, about gosh, it is... Oh, gosh, dude. <laughs> uh, this just popped up on my screen when I'm doing this research. Holy crap, Kobe Bryant just died in a helicopter crash. Are you serious? Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Kobe Bryant killed in California helicopter crash 19 minutes ago. Wow. Holy effing shit. 41 years old, dude. Wow. Holy crap, dude. This, I mean, it's on the New York Post. Wow. Bryant was among at least four people traveling in his private helicopter over Calabasas when a fire broke out, sending the chopper spiraling from the sky. There were no survivors in the cause of the crashes under investigation. Bryant's wife, Vanessa, was not among those aboard the chopper. Holy crap. So that's 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 sad, man. I mean, the guy had, you know, scandal just like everybody else. But from what I saw, he was, you know. Yeah, he's going to go down in history as a. One of the greatest players. Yeah. Yeah. People wow, have really dude. looked past all of his mistakes. He, so I don't think they're going to bring him back up now. <laughs> Didn't he go into the NBA when he was 18? Right out of high school, I believe. Yeah, everybody copied him after that, and nobody yeah. wanted to go to college anymore. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. So breaking news here, guys. You're going to hear it tomorrow, but you'll already know it, obviously. But yeah, that's sad. Rip Kobe Bryant, man. So anyway, that's uh, that's going to end my story about Project Ariana. I think I covered that enough. Uh, sorry to end it on a bad note, guys. <laughs> That's some sad news. But, yeah. uh, you know, I'm sure he would have wanted you to keep on gaming and spreading good vibes out there. <laughs> so I'm not trying to make a joke out of it. I just think that, you know, uh, that's messed up. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, that's crazy <laughs> that you just wow, ran yeah. across that. I know it just flashed up on my screen, dude. It just <laughs> popped up. It said Kobe Bryant dead. And I'm like, oh, great. This is a joke. And then I saw it on the New York Post and a couple other major news places. And you just pulled it up, too. It's like, yeah, it's real. Holy crap. They haven't changed his Wikipedia yet, though. I think it's always crazy when they change your Wikipedia within like minutes. I think they started verifying that, right? Um, Before they it gets put it up pretty quick. Wow. I mean, you see this stuff all the time, you know, so-and-so died, blah, blah, blah. And then you find out it's just a bunch of bullshit. And uh, yeah, so that's why I wanted to check it. So I just typed his name in. That's crazy because three major news networks. He was not that old. No, 41 years old, dude, is just a spit in the bucket now. It's it's nothing. I mean, that's crazy. Nowadays, that's not even half your life. You know, it's nuts, man. Absolutely nuts. Uh, so anyway, 20, guys, 20 year career with the Lakers. That's half yeah. his life. Yeah. Dude. Wow. I mean, just the fact that you're able to retire at 39 years old, 38 years old. I mean, that's just sick. Guy was a great basketball player, though. Um, I was going to keep talking about your project thing or whatever it's called. I forget what it was called. Project Ariana. Ariana. Yeah. yeah. The thing that's about that project, I'm sorry to get back to that point, but no, no, um, no, let's get back to it. Yeah. Uh, project Ariana. Um, it's really hard to visualize what they're actually trying to pull off because if you go look up like the um, video that they posted a couple of years ago when they started working on it, it's obviously just rendered out. It's not actually real. Uh, they were just starting working on it. So it's like yeah. a concept and they're still working on it. Um, it's really hard to imagine what it would actually look like. Cause to me with the demo, it looks insanely annoying. Like, I don't feel like I would like it. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not sure if I would either. You're absolutely right on that. It, it it just seems like it would be too encompassing. You know what I mean? Right. But it's, it's something that it could be the future of. Oh yeah. What we do with PCs. Cause like we laughed at all the RGB stuff when it started and the way they're talking about this is they're talking like this is the next step of that visualization, customization to uh, the player for PC, yeah. you know. And I don't know. It's interesting, but it's definitely a lot more work because this isn't plugging in a keyboard and then choosing what spiral of colors you want. No. This is you have to like set this projector up. I guess you got to yeah. mount it. Like this is yeah. a lot more work for the consumer is what I'm saying. So like, even if it's like, it comes off really cool and it like looks great. I mean, it's a lot of work for just a cosmetic thing. You know? And it's a lot of money too. Um, the most that you're probably going to be seeing people doing this is people making videos at first or people that are sponsored by these guys. Cause you're talking about probably a minimum uh, in the high, you know, <laughs> close to 10 K area. This but is how, not a cheap item. <laughs> how would you even stream it though? Like you're going to put a camera in front of you while there's you'd a probably projector put a camera, behind you. You'd, you'd probably put a camera, uh, you'd probably put a side. camera behind you because the cat, the projector looks like it actually mounts behind your monitor so that it projects it on that wall. And then it yeah. goes around. Okay. Okay. That Cause it's got a lens on the front, but I also believe it's got the projection on the back. So 
because uh, it takes a 3D picture of your entire room and then shoots it out. So that's my understanding of what I'm looking at is that it's something that you mount e either behind your uh, screen or on the wall behind your screen somewhere. But yeah. Wow. It de definitely looks, uh, it looks interesting, but I could see putting a camera off to the side or something and being mm -hmm. able to capture it all. Um, yeah, gosh, this is crazy. I don't even know how to end this podcast now, but, um, Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, I'm right. It does. You're right. It does project <laughs> behind you. So I can see you putting a camera on this maybe. That's what I'm saying though. If you have a camera in front of your face and then it has a projector like shining light straight into your face, the camera. No, I would, I would, would think that people would side. set up. Yeah. They would set up a camera next to it behind you or so that they could, you can see everything. And then, uh, you know, you can see the game and then the environment. I, I mean, there's probably a way to do it, but yeah, it's, uh, it's neat looking, man. I mean, just the fact that it, it projects on everything is what I like that. It, it, it takes into account your desk. It takes into account your, furniture in the room all that it's just really neat yeah <laughs> but we'll see we'll see i mean it's still like you said it's still a it's a it's still a project it's still a concept so we'll see what happens i mean we're looking at stuff we're looking at stuff right now that reminds me of the holodeck on star trek you know yeah where it, it, that is going to be the absolute future of gaming. I don't know when that's coming, but eventually that is going to come where it'll be the, 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 uh, the Tesla suit, but in an environment like that, where you're feeling certain things. So there will be like, you know, contact with, you know, when somebody swings at you, boom, you feel like some sort of a little nudge on your arm or something, some sort of a, an environmental factor or response that'll be electronically put in through the system. But yeah. Yeah, man. It's going to be neat. Yeah. And you know, sex drives the industry. So, you know, they're going to just work in porn with this probably. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is it getting kind of hot in here? Or is it yeah. just my suit? It's kind of hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me think about something. Crazy dude. My my wife read a status online the other day that said, "I think I just cheated on my husband with a massage chair." <laughs> it makes sense. And someone said, "Wipe it down." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I don't know why I didn't even think about that in the research. Was the sexual connotations of the suit? But whatever. Well, because we know that's people are probably already working on that dude. Yeah, I mean, look at doing it. Yeah. I'm not even going to keep going with it, but because there's so many different things that are a part of that, but yeah. Yeah. I just got to get to that blade runner level where you got the <laughs> holographic <laughs> wife, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's what you do. It's yeah, what you and do. Then we, and then we have to hunt them down and, <laughs> and then you got to hunt them down. <laughs> you start questioning whether you're real or not. Yeah. That's exactly. what's going to happen, man. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to be yeah. creating languages. Some weird Blade Runner Logan's Run kind of shit going on. Yeah. There we go. Keep those AIs from talking to each other. Yeah. We should we should start an <laughs> off podcast, like a side project podcast, where it's just talking about conspiracies. We could do that. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode is 
Nothing you know is real. <laughs> and we can title it, yes, Everything's you are a being lie. watched. <laughs> Everything's a lie. It's like you think that technology is about to, you think AI is about to take over the world right now. Um, spoiler, it already took over the world and it's adapted itself into human beings again. And it's just about to do it again. This is the second round. It's a, it just has a never ending cycle. Like you're already AI. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, on that note, um, I think we can call it a podcast. Uh, sad news. Rest in peace. Kobe Bryant. Uh, he will be, he will be remembered as one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Some people will probably say he is the greatest. Um, it's him and Jordan, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, sad news. Um, but uh, wow. But we're a news outlet and that's, that's what we do. We give you the news. So, uh, sorry to end with a downer. Um, I'm going to have to start keeping an emergency, uh, pick me up type thing for the end of episodes, (laughs) except for the fact that it would be inappropriate after (laughs) stories like that. Yeah. Just to have this back burner thing. That's like some ridiculous sketch we did or something. And then it's just like, Oh wow, that was inappropriate. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, we're just, uh, call it episodes (laughs) about that. Um, we'll catch y'all next week. And, um, I'm going to have a couple of new format changes on the horizon. Um, I still got to run them by Mike to see if he's okay with them. But, uh, we're going to kind of mix I'm up down. the program a little bit. Okay. He's I don't down. know what it is, but I'm he's down. agreeing to it. He has no idea what it is. So I can do whatever I hey, want. I always hit accept <laughs> on those disclosures when I download software and I don't read it. <laughs> have you read, <laughs> have you read the documents? <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree to be made into a human centipede. <laughs> South Park. I love that episode. <laughs> the Microsoft agreement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I'm so hungry, but it's curry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Kyle. Oh my God, too funny. Anyway, (laughs) what a great show. Okay, we'll catch you all next week. Keep it real. Peace. Slur it as much as possible. Really? Just- <laughs> you know what? Your game sucks ass, bro.